As much as people depend on us as leaders, you need someone who believes in you. You need a place to be open and honest with someone who's walked in your shoes and wants to help you become the leader you are meant to be. This is that place with those kind of people. Welcome to the Relational Leader Podcast with your host, Randy Bazet. Each episode will sit down and engage in life-giving conversation, unpacking leadership's greatest challenges. Welcome to the newest episode of the Relational Leader Podcast. I am Kristen, and as always, I'm joined here with Randy and uh, very excited about this episode as we are really continuing a conversation with the entire BZ crew, and I'm with them again today. Last episode, if you joined us, uh, we kind of stopped in the middle of the conversation as, uh, Randy, you really um, presented one of your daughter-in-laws with a really great question. And uh, I just want to thank all of you guys for being here again today and being a part of the conversation and sharing your heart and being vulnerable. And and Brooke, you were beginning to share an answer on just some of the things that the Lord has shown you as you have really come into uh, uh, being a part of a family that's in full-time ministry and what the Lord has shown you and how you can be yourself and be a part of the Bezet family uh, because God's called you to 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 both of those things. So for those of you listening, if you missed the first part of this series, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to that. Um, And then if you did, we're going to jump right back into this conversation as we uh, learn more about what God has done and shown um, and is using the BZ family too, and really hope that it encourages you. So Brooke, why don't you pick up where we left off? And, you know, Randy had asked you a question, you know, what are some practical things that you have learned that the Lord has shown you in in how to be yourself and who God has called you to be while also uh, being a part of the Bezet family and adopting a brand new name and uh, and being a part of a, of a new family. Yeah, I think your confidence in Christ is the main thing that keeps you grounded in that time of who am I, like, mm-hmm. and then just focusing on what the Lord says you are. But that's really cliche, and I think that sometimes it's harder, it's easier said than done. And so just taking one day at a time and giving yourself grace of like, okay, I can do this. I can um, just get through the hard moments of where I feel different pressures or different things like that. You know, I want to ask Rainy and Amy, you guys, a question. And because you're kind of touching on it a little bit, Brooke, I'm going to dig into not maybe exactly what you were saying. And Connor, you kind of mentioned it, you know, as you were growing up, like when when that question was asked to you, you're going to be a pastor. You're like, I don't even know if I want to be a pastor, if I want to be in ministry. And, you know, I think about Sable and Brooke and y'all married into this family. And and maybe God has called you to serve in a ministry role. Maybe God's called you to be in ministry outside of the church and the corporate world and, and all of that. And so, you know, I think a lot about especially lead pastors and um, there's a lot of pressure for kids to follow in their parents mm-hmm. footsteps and so how have you guys been able to navigate helping your kids live out God's purpose for their life regardless if that is in ministry if it is in corporate America if I mean their desires and their passions how have y'all navigated that I think that could be really helpful for some of our listeners I mean I think we've been very intentional the whole time at reminding them that everybody has a calling, but that doesn't mean it's full-time ministry. People have calling in the business world and God can use that as a ministry. So just really reaffirming that. And then 
Also, when they were in high school, we had them take um, a giftings test and kind of find out what areas that they, their personality, their um, giftings are good at and then call different business people that we know and different people in um, different areas and see if they can like intern with them to see in the business world as well, not just in the church world, but you know, they've all had Jordan, you know, was really interested in business. So he went and interned with some people and just met with some people and Connor as well. And so in Dylan has too, and we got to do that for Emily still haven't yet, but well, she did in the sense of, you know, talking with a veterinarian cause that's true. what she wanted to be. And that's, that's when she true. realized I don't want to do that. Mind. I was going to really say, fast. do you still want to be a she, veterinarian? She just wants a lot of pets. She doesn't want to be oh, a vet. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Big difference. Yeah. Big difference. But I mean, just coming alongside them and encouraging them to explore all options mm -hmm. and that God can use you in incredible ways in business just as much as in ministry so we want you to hear from god what god has asked you to do yeah i think it's important for all parents to to live this way and realize their their kids everyone has a, a calling everyone there's yeah. a purpose that yeah. god has put inside of everyone right and you need to live that and our job is to fan that thing in the flames mm -hmm. and to to do everything that we can to leverage all that we have in life to help them live the purpose that God has put inside of them. Yes. Mm -hmm. Maybe ministry, it may not be ministry, but what I think is also important in that, and it's true for everybody, but especially as parents in ministry, is that your kids should still serve in ministry in the church. If they're called to marketplace and they're not really called to ministry, as Bezos, we'd always say, no, we are going to be a part of the church. Yeah. So we're going to serve. You're going to find your place. We don't just attend church and check off, tick off the box, mm -hmm. you know, like, yeah, I, I did that, you know, but you're going to be involved in the church, whether you're in ministry or not. And I think we can, you know, swing the pendulum one side or the other. No, you're going to do ministry because I'm a pastor or you don't have to serve in the church at all because we're going to swing the other way. And I don't think either one of those extremes are right. Because the church, we are all called to be a part of the church, whatever your vocation is. Sure. That's yeah. true. That's good. Well, I want to jump back to when you guys were younger kids, if we can go can back we remember in time that? Yeah, and remember a little, because I think about a lot of our listeners, um, I'm sure we've got different ages and different age kids. And I know one of the questions that that is always, it always comes up in any kind of discussion of parenting, mm -hmm. um, again, whether it's ministry or marketplace, but especially in ministry, when sometimes ministry can feel all consuming, how did you guys manage family priorities when your kids were littler and required more and then you still have the demands of ministry now you are all almost all adults i mean emily you're almost you're a, almost a senior in high school i am you I are turned, a senior in high school no i'm a junior you're a junior okay yeah. yes but i turn 18 in like yes months. so, so oh, it's yeah. a very Don't different season <laughs> My um, daughter, my baby is turning 18. <laughs> Holy smokes. But it's a very different season than when they were all, right? you know, six yes. and eight and nine. And, you know, so how did, how, well, what it's are some a blur. things you would tell parents? Honestly, raising kids just in general, you know, I love seeing people around the church with little kids now. And you just can tell they're like frazzled and running around. <laughs> I mean, you had an episode last yeah, night dude. with a kid yeah, up dude, all, all night. night. Okay. In, in life with kids that are young, it's just a blur. It's 
physically exhausting. It is just physically mm -hmm. exhausting. So to do that in ministry, the ministry is, you know, everything in life can be overwhelming. Sure. But ministry, because it is such an eternal, noble cause, you know, you feel like you should give even more to it. And then raising kids, it was a blur. I don't know that we always did a good job, but it's always evaluating how are we doing. Yeah. Uh, there are seasons where you're in business, you've launched a new initiative or it launched a new uh, campus and ministry or, or something of that nature. And it's a season where you're giving more to business or to ministry than you are kids. But you can't live that way. You can't run at those RPMs all right. the time. And it's reevaluating those things and unplugging for a little bit. And I just can remember just trying to be present with the kids when I would come home. And, you know, we say you got to give them quantity time. No, you got to give them quality time. And I think you have to try to figure out how to give both. And you can't give both all the time. Mm -hmm. Let's be real. But I can remember coming home sometimes. Remember this game we all played? I'd lay on the floor on my back in the middle of the family room. Our ceilings were 20 feet high in the in the family room. And I'd lay on my back, and the, the kids would lay on, on their back on, on top, top of my stomach. And I would throw a tennis ball straight up, and you couldn't move. You just have to lay there. And wherever it would land, on your face, your head, wherever, you just had to not, not move. And <laughs> they so, loved it. But you would catch it right in front of our face or yeah. something, so we'd have to, like, trust that you were going to catch it because right. it's right. coming right at us <laughs> yeah yes. exactly and so just those things i mean it was maybe 15 minutes on the floor but look how they all got smiles on their face and they all remember that yeah and so i think it's finding little things like that that are that. yeah what are some of the favorite things that when y'all think about growing up that your parents did that you you will always remember or maybe like you'll even do it with your kids um, I mean, I know for me, we always had a scheduled family time, like family night. Obviously, some circumstances, we couldn't do it every week sometimes. But Monday nights, I always knew when I came home from school, mom and dad were going to be there and we were going to hang out. Usually, I mean, cards was a huge deal in our family. We play cards all the time. Still yep. do. We still do. We, we played last night. We played last night. Even though we were all exhausted. We did not watch it, but we did it. We didn't watch it, but we did. No, um, I've seen y'all yeah. play cards. Y'all are no Emily is no joke. <laughs> but it was Monday fun day, we called yeah, it. Yeah, Monday fun day. We play the Wii a lot. I mean, we just would get together and do anything. I yeah. mean, even if it seemed anything. pointless or for 10 minutes, it was fun. Emily, yeah. what are some of your, I'm going to put you on the spot. What are some of your memories? Really just playing cards. Like, I like how we have that. And you don't necessarily, some of the card games, it's not necessarily a, competitive way and I don't like playing sports because they're all so competitive <laughs> so cards is definitely something that I enjoy doing pool volleyball is another I don't like pool volleyball yeah. <laughs> let's, let's be real why, why do you not why? like playing pool volleyball because y'all get so competitive and then I get yelled at for not getting the ball and it's just like I didn't get it or Emily, I finally right get it and they're you, like girl. it was going out and I'm like well I didn't know that <laughs> Just give me the dirt. Yeah. Some ice cream. Yeah. Uh, exactly. That little face right there just reminds me so much of like this. You know, that's her being sassy. No, no. Oh, you have to hold your own though in a house full of so many brothers. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So whoever wants to marry her better be able to hold their own because she's yeah. That's right. One of my favorite things that we did that you know we will definitely do with our kids is when we would leave church on like Wednesdays or Sundays. Like we'd go get ice cream together as a family. And I loved doing that. Yeah. that we'd go to Sonic back when it was open and we just 
go right there and grab ice cream together. And I love that so much. That's one of my favorite memories, mm -hmm. for real. I yeah, mean, let's do that with our kids, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling ice cream's yeah. gonna be involved in your kids' <laughs> life. Yeah, she'll be like, are we for going For now, you're a little fur baby. You can go get some <laughs> yes, ice cream right. for Tibby. <laughs> but I do think that's important, and that's what I was gonna say, is especially when they're younger, you know, bring them along on the journey. I mean, they're sacrificing too, as much as you, they, you know, as we always said, as a family, we will not sacrifice our family for the ministry, but as a family, we will sacrifice. Mm. So they would come to church, help us set up in the mornings. I mean, we would get there when we started Bayside, we would get there at 6 a.m. Our kids were five, three, and one. And we would get Emily there. Emily wasn't even around. <laughs> no, Emily didn't exist yet. She and, um, and, you know, we would set up the church all of us together, go into the bathroom at 9.15, change clothes so we looked like we were together. And you know, those are sweet memories. And then there was a lot of times Randy would like bring the kids early in the morning and go get donuts on the way to church. So it's taking what you're already doing and then incorporating your family into it. And I, I'm sure those are all sweet memories that you guys have. Yeah. That like the car washes that we used to do at Hess. Do you remember all, oh, like we yeah. used to do those and we'd all do them together and then go grab Beef yeah, O'Brady's typically right after. It like was a just, servant evangelism thing is what yeah. the car wash was. Yeah, yeah, we were washing cars for free for people and then we'd go get food after. I mean, it was, it was fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's also conversation again, like explaining to your kids in those busy seasons, hey, it's not gonna be like this all the time or, I know we went through a season where Dylan was like, Mom, you're always, why are you always at the church on the weekends? Like, why are you always there? And it was probably more when he was in middle school a little bit. He's like, you don't work there. Why are you there? And I'd say, you know what? This is our family, too. Mm -hmm. This is a family that God's called us to. And so giving understanding to your kids on why you're doing things kind of helps them understand the process and want to be a part of it as well. Yeah, I think yeah. bringing us along in a lot of it, too, was a lot of fun. I mean, I can remember back in the Freedom Days, way back, just walking around with my dad while he's praying over the chairs in the service or just going out in the foyer and talking to people with my parents. So we were a part of it and hanging out with them while they're doing their job or loving on the people, just it, including us. It gave them uh, insight. In other words, guys, we I came here. We left our family. We left everything to come here to start this church. Uh, because this is what God called us to do and giving them the understanding of the importance of the church and the importance of ministry so that it was a value that they can intrinsically own exactly. rather than my parents are in ministry and so do church. No, the church is a bigger picture for all of us as Christians and that's why we left and came here. And, and then as the church would grow and we would meet people, remember when we didn't know anyone here, and now we got stopped in the grocery store and we spent an hour talking to someone. Remember when we came here and you didn't know anyone, you didn't yeah. have any friends. And now look what the God, God has done, as Amy said, because the church is our family. And look how the Lord has blessed us because we've sacrificed or sown so much into the church. And it's these teaching moments with them, giving them such a bigger picture of things where they didn't you know, regret or, or have a disdain for ministry, but they saw the value. Yes in ministry that parenting really helped. the heart again parenting the heart right because once again they are going to have to own their relationship with god one day yes mm -hmm. and these are things that you would want them to make a decision for these are the reasons why they would go well i want to love the lord because these things are so important and we had to teach them the whys yeah that's so good um all right well i want to throw out just kind of like a um 
random kind of question that everybody can answer. But I thought maybe it would be kind of fun to kind of wrap the conversation and hear like if you could tell maybe it's parents, maybe it's, you know, sons, daughters, in-laws, like if you could tell them one thing that, man, if you do this one thing or if you have this perspective, mm-hmm. it's going to be a game changer. Um, what would that be? And I mean, it could be about ice cream if you want it to be about ice cream. Um, or it can be That's sentence- where my mind went first off, man. <laughs> or it can be Go try serious. the Yazzo bars, yeah. man. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, what? what is kind of one of those, that one thing that you just, man, it, this, is, this is what you got to know. I'm going to start with you. Amy. Yeah, I can easily say it. Um, my advice to just enjoy the moments like treasure the season quit wishing away your life you know when you have young kids it's it's busy physically exhausting and people just can't wait till they're in middle school but you know what then they get to middle school and they want to be a teenager and life to get easier and i just think life goes so so fast and so just treasure each moment and don't sweat the big the small things in life just enjoy the um, season that God has given you right here and now and don't be trying to get to the next one. Is there anything that you've done or put into practice that has helped you treasure those moments or like not try to rush past those difficult seasons or the terrible twos or whatever whatever they are? I think it's just um, taking your mind and realizing, hey, I got to enjoy this moment. Like, realizing that every day i mean obviously now i look back and it's easier for me to say that because you know my kids are moving out and they're growing up and it's just becoming this new season so but um you know it's just intentionally every day treasuring it's almost reminding yourself of those things when you're in the middle of it because you're you're right. not like excited about it at the moment. You're like, oh my God, is this right. one of the terrible twos ever right. going to end? Or when is the ridiculous season of teenagers right. going to end? The movie theater crazies that are in sixth right. grade. Like, yeah. when yeah. are they ever going to grow yeah. up? Yeah. Jordan. But exactly. there's such sweet things in those moments, too. So I think it's intentionally just being aware of it every moment. Mm. So good. So finding the good in those moments, right? Yeah. That you can celebrate. Oh my celebrate. gosh, there's so much good. Right, and, and we always focus on what's wrong rather than what's right. Yeah. Mm. Yep. That's good. Is that your... Why do we do that? Mm. Why do we do that? Yeah. Well, so if I were going to answer your question, would it would be this. It would be the answer to your second question. Why do we do that? Mm-hmm. I think because we all live life in regret. Mm. I mean, we've all made mistakes everybody has and they're like golly and and i think we give too much credibility or credence or value or weight to our mistakes yeah as if that mistake is going to be bigger than the the future like the opportunity now it's i don't have one or it's not the same opportunity because of the mistake that i made but i think if you were to use this thought i don't know why this picture just came to my mind but as you're driving down the road the rear view mirror is much smaller than the windshield because what's ahead of you is more important than where you've been. And I think if we would just not make the rear view mirror so big, and because there are still opportunities ahead of you, Mm -hmm. and whatever mistakes you've made, they're still back there Mm -hmm. in the the rear view mirror. So look at what's ahead of you and just move forward in that. Otherwise, we'll miss the opportunities in front of us. We actually will minimize the windshield in front of us because we'll make the past so big. Did we make mistakes? 
Absolutely. I could, I could, I would love to talk about him. Well, I wouldn't love to talk about him. I'm saying I could talk <laughs> about it, him a lot. Tell us some of those <laughs> But it makes you who but, you are. You know what, though? All right. right. So it, th- we like to talk real here. Yeah. So what is something that when you think back and you're like, this, not so much again focusing on the mistake, but biggest lesson that I learned that I've been, that you as parents, you've applied moving forward because you've you've continued to look out the windshield and not in the rearview mirror, but you've learned from it. I, I think, you know, it, it could be ministry related, it could be marriage related, it could be parenting related. I mean, there's so many lessons that we learn and those lessons are taught in the schoolroom of suffering. Mm-hmm. You, you make a bad decision, you go, oh my God. And then the weight of that, that's where we don't learn because other people tell us to do something. Yeah. Otherwise, none of us would have made mistakes. Yeah. Right. So for some reason, it's taught in the classroom of, of pain, of mistakes. And so in every one of those scenarios, I like to go, okay, well, what is my greatest lesson and how can I now move forward with never making that mistake again? So it, it is just simply focusing on what I learned through that and moving forward with that in my tool belt. Mm. And so to me, that's the, the greatest thing mm-hmm. that's helped me to just keep moving forward. So good. Mm-hmm. What about you guys? What about the kids? Anything you'd, man, tell your parents you got to do this one thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think a lot about like similar to what my mom was saying about just seasons and stuff and like not sacrificing family. Um, and something, some of the best memories I have is the time that my mom sacrificed ministry to be with me when I played soccer. And a lot of those weekends were gone away from, from, men, from the church on the weekends and from home on the weekends to go be at tournaments. And um, she sacrificed that time at the church to be supporting my dad or just loving on the people to be there for me doing something that I loved. And those are memories that pop in my head all the time and something that I'm so thankful for. Um, even though it was just a season, it wasn't forever because those times are gone now, which is sad, yep. but um, <laughs> it is just a season. And so recognizing that it's not like that forever, but uh, she did sacrifice the ministry for the family. Um, and it's something that I'm so grateful for. Thank you, awesome. I think somebody talked about, you know, thinking about your moments with your kids. Like if you could say, okay, whatever age they are, I'm gonna have this many more weekends with them at home until they go off to college or whatever. And you put that many jelly beans in a jar or peanut M&Ms or almond that M&Ms. Well, because the reason why it'll make reality. you cry is because it puts the reality in front yeah. of you. And after every weekend, take one out. Oh. And so then Connor's season of playing soccer and Amy being so busy with that was finite. Mm-hmm. And and it makes you realize, okay, well, church and, and, and family, well, this is finite. Connor's, your kids are going to grow up and they're not going to be playing football or, you know, baseball or soccer or what they're going to be even home. They're going to be gone, but the church is still going to be there. Right. Mm-hmm. So I just, I mean. Well, and even in that <laughs> season of Connor yeah. playing soccer and Dylan playing soccer, like God had a different plan. My ministry was on the soccer field with those families. It, it wasn't like I wasn't still supposed to be, you know, using my calling. It just was in a different place. Yeah. And so it's looking at those opportunities as well that you're pouring into your kids. And there's probably people right around you mm-hmm. that God needs you there for them as well. So just looking for all opportunities. 
for um, God to use it. So, and it was a sweet, sweet season. I do. It's crazy. I miss soccer. <laughs> well, I've got plenty of baseball life. games. I yeah. know, if you want to just come be a cheerleader to. for it, like <laughs> right. you can relive it through baseball. It was actually what it did is it just it made the landscape of your ministry different. Right. Rather than at church, it was on the soccer field. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those families ended up coming to church and totally. being very involved. Yep. So it, she was doing ministry. It was, it was still the same calling, still yeah. the same purpose, Absolutely. just a different location. Just, Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah, it's so good. That is very good. And I think that's mine. I think mine would be um, just remembering that just because you're in a family that's done ministry throughout your whole life, or even if you're not in a family that doesn't you know, that doesn't do ministry, whatever it may be, you just know that you can do ministry from wherever you are. I know one of the things somebody told me, um, whose opinion means a lot to me, somebody told me early on being married into the Vizette family that you don't have to feel pressured to go into ministry. And I didn't think that I was struggling with that at all. But then after thinking about it, I thought about how that pressure might come in the future, just as I think a lot of the kids have talked about, including Connor. Like, that was a lot of pressure on him to go into ministry with those questions. And so while I didn't feel it then, I think it really helped me. Um, I'm going to need it sometime. Yeah. Right. And I think that's it's important for kids to know who are in families who are in full-time ministry. You don't have to go into ministry to do ministry. You can do it from corporate world, like you said, or you can do it on the soccer field. Like it's, mm -hmm. in my mind, that's needed as a matter of fact, because right now it's so, it can be so focused on the church that it's needed elsewhere in other places of business. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that's really yeah. good. It is. Mm -hmm. It's so good. You know, I think, you know, like we're first Christians, so we can be Christian businessmen, Christian businesswomen, Christian soccer moms, Christian, like that's, that's our, that is our first and foremost mission is to be, like to be Christ well, to okay. the world. But it, it really is. We are the church. Yeah. Right there's a group of believers that get together on the weekends and worship together yeah. as a local church. But whether you go into the marketplace or whether you go to the soccer field or wherever you go, you are the church. Yeah. And so you are doing ministry in essence. So remember that ministry doesn't happen on the weekend yep. or because of some title you have. Yep, right. You do ministry because you are the church wherever you go. Yeah, so good. Jordan, were you going to say something? Um, yeah, I was going to say to pastors, kids or kids who are listening and feel pressure, like it, someone said this to me when I was coming out of college that helped me a lot. They, it was a guy actually in Lakeland that I knew and he, and I was talking about being a PK. He was asking me about it and I saw my struggles and he looked at me and said, man, so many people wish that they were in your family. So don't like wish it away. Like enjoy the family you have, enjoy what y'all get to do because it, a lot of people like would love to be where we're at and in the family we're in and so it helped me and not that i didn't know that i, I always love my family but it helped me be like you know what a lot of people this is an honor to be here it comes with pressure but it, it's an honor and a privilege and i'm so thankful god put me in this family he probably knew i needed it right <laughs> yeah so so yeah just if you're struggling with that be thankful and you know a lot of people wish they're in your seat so so remember that when it's a bummer because it can be it sometimes but can also help you out a lot in life yeah, I think touching on that, I mean, uh, recognizing the blessings because of the sacrifices we made. I mean, I can remember a lot. We'd get cool opportunities to go to a football game or something because people wanted to bless our family. And I know our parents did a very good job of being like, hey, look what God blessed us with because of the sacrifices that we've made over the years. So recognizing the blessings that come from ministry and being in this family. Yeah. We, we want the, the benefits, but we don't always want the burden. 
And the, the greater the burden, the, the greater the blessings. Or the greater the blessings, the greater the burden is that you need to carry the responsibility of that, the weight of that. And that's exactly what you're saying, and it's true. God has blessed us a whole lot. I mean, we, a lot of times we live a life that is, is, you know, I don't know, God has been good to us. Some really remarkable doors have opened for opportunities. And uh, I think it's because of the sacrifice. God has honored that. Yeah. You're right. It's good to see that. You know, I have one more, um, I guess, thought just with, I wish I had done this sooner, mm -hmm. is just um, encouraging the parents to surrender their kids to the Holy Spirit, to the Lord. Um, I think as parents, we worry about our kids so much and we, you know, we, we think we can do it the best way possible. But I think I, of all things, I think I've just learned that you just fight for your family um, in the spirit, you pray, you stand on the promises that God has given you for your family and um, quit worrying and caring that so much, but just trust the Lord with your family because he is faithful. He is a good God. And it may not always look in the natural, like God, what's happening with them right now? Where's their heart right now? But you just don't give up on what God has promised for your family and surrender them to the Lord. And the Holy Spirit is so faithful in um, meeting that right where they are and loving them through and bringing them out of whatever they might be battling. And, um, you know, you will see the promises and the, the faithfulness of God in your family when you do that. Amen. I just wish I had done it sooner. So surrendering, it's so much easier when you just surrender. So good. It's so good. Well, I got to say thank you all so much for being a part of today's conversation and sharing your heart. Um, Randy and Amy, I mean, what a an incredible family you've built mm -hmm. and a legacy that will be left, mm -hmm. um, not just because of your ministry and your church, but it's really because of this. No. It's your family. Yeah. This this is what matters most. I hope yeah. at the end of it, this yeah. is the thing that I'm most proud of and the, and the greatest achievement in life, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for being a part of today. And uh, for those of you listening, thanks for hanging out. We hope you laughed. We hope you enjoy some ice cream later today. Oh. And we'll, we'll, uh, Most of y'all. <laughs> we, we hope you She'll join eat us my again. treats. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we hope you join us again for the next episode of the Relational Leader Podcast. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Relational Leader Podcast. For more resources, visit randybazette.com.